from the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Coast to Coast. Brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. The University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to UGAHockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it, both on and off the ice. Summer Skates. Shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at summerskates.com. Adrian College, championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com slash mhockeyd1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack, ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. Oklahoma University, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards, towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the Ice Time Hockey work. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us tonight on this Monday night, a Labor Day, and a very special day for my co-host, but Scott Strandy joining you tonight from beautiful Bloomington, Minnesota. My co-host is always joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate that he's going to have to depart for a little while out on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, this is a day, I tried to help you last night by saying it was Memorial Day weekend, but... Today is Labor Day, so we know what's happening. We know what you're doing tomorrow. It's the saddest day of the year. <laughs> Boy, did that summer go by quick. <sighs> yeah, way too quick. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring you down right at the start of the show. but Way anyway. too quick. And by the way, um, apparently you can't figure out uh, or you have no idea what adjectives are because we keep doing this palatial estate thing and that's just nonsense. I haven't, I haven't been there and, to verify and, myself. So and, and, when, and I, when I get way, there to verify. By the way, when you say beautiful Bloomington, I hear stories <laughs> otherwise. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Let's ask Tristan Bros that. I, I don't listen. I don't know. I'm just telling you the stories I hear. <laughs> I hear certain things. <laughs> I have I that mean, little Minnesota bias in you that uh, you don't like. No, this has nothing to do. I'm not the one saying them. <laughs> okay. I, I only know, the only thing I know about Bloomington is it used to be the home of the North Stars. Yeah, and I'm not far from there. I could throw a rock there probably from where I'm at. At your age, that's pretty good. Okay, how about not a rock? I could hit a golf ball there. All right, maybe. Um, just take a drive around still swing? and whack it. Oh, yeah, of course. Really? Absolutely. You get one swing and that's it, right? 
<laughs> no, well, you know, I I'm pretty pretty good, but one I need more than one swing to finish the round. Um, no, 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 I mean, give just me something in the low seventies. Just one swing and and you're done for the day because you just fall <laughs> physically apart. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> anyway, um, it is college hockey, coast to coast. By the way, what I I know, I'm just well, hockey players love golf, so we can. I'm just saying. Yeah, of course they do. Um, I can hit and, the ball about 200 off the tee. I don't know how straight it'll go. Well, Maybe let me tell you this. If I hit it right. Let me tell you this. Uh, in Bloomington, Minnesota, and in Burnsville, and Eden Prairie, and all the little cities that I visited today, um, it was 100 degrees plus. But the outdoor rinks are up and uh, ready to be flooded at the first sight of frozen temperatures, Yuck. which could be very soon. Yuck. Um, the forecast, 101 today, but in 60 hours, I'm told it could be in the 60s. <sighs> Can I get out of here in 60 hours? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, I can't me. because the, the, uh, the, uh, NCHC media day is a week from Wednesday. So right. that, that's nine days. So, so I don't know. Staying? I don't know. I don't okay. know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, that, well, we know that. What does that have to do with where you're staying? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. But anyway, I'm in the beautiful Quinta Hotel in Bloomington off of Nicollet and the 494. If you're in the Twin Cities area, you'll know right where that's at. Yep, they'll come running. For their, you know, lock the door. They're all going to come gunning for you now. Get that New Yorker off the... Off the yeah. There's a call booth right across the parking lot. They can come there, have a nice meal. All right. A what? <laughs> I knew that was going to get you. I was just wondering how long it would take. <laughs> There's a Wis what? Wisconsin's finest burgers. Oh, okay. And uh, custards. Okay. I'll, I'll, um, down for, I'll try a burger. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of custards, but I, I normally I am. I normally now when I go there, it's a pot roast. Pot roast dinner. I love pot roast. And no, they do it well. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so this is college hockey coast to coast. Um, we keep working on things to try to bring on more people from the East coast or the West coast or wherever, but, um, it was labor day and I wanted to give some guys a break because I didn't want to pester them on labor day. I thought, you know what, Paul Hornstein, I know he wants to talk about it just to get the, uh, Monday, which would be Tuesday morning vibes out of the way early. Just, uh, bring some positivity to the place. So I said, let's uh, let's talk to Rick Zombo last night. That was great. Right. Yeah, it was great. And now I think it's time that we got to kind of recap Rick because, as usual, we went a little long. <laughs> Just imagine that. So well, listen, you know, I, especially, you know, it's not that we went long. It's just that when he's on, we don't get a chance to recap. And I know you <laughs> like to do that. Now, listen, people could be listening to these shows out of order. Right, right. So this was the Sunday night show. I don't know why show. you do that, but... This is the okay. Sunday night show that we talked to, to uh, Coach Zombo about on the College Hockey West Live. And uh, we started him off, uh, Paul, by talking about a new pair of skates he got. Uh, and, and I think we laughed. Both of us laughed straight through the first 10 minutes. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand the hockey player's fanaticism over his skates. It, like I said, it's like a baseball player and taking care of their bats or their gloves. 
And I get that because while I was not any sort of a high-level athlete, it, uh, my glove was personal to me, and I wanted it to be just right. You know, I only had I had to stop playing because I couldn't move my neck quick enough. But you know, you want I wanted my glove, which I still have, by the way, even though I haven't played for a while. It had to be perfect. It had to be broken in exactly the way I wanted it. It had to be folded, and you stick the softball in there, and you put the rubber bands around it, and you put it underneath something heavy so that, uh, especially when we were kids because the leather was not anywhere near as soft as the leather is today that they make gloves with. But it was that kind of level conversation. And it fascinated me because I've never really had that kind of conversation before. Well, the first thing, I'm glad you brought up the word leather because (laughs) that was his first complaint, if you will, about the new skates is they weren't leather. What did he say about his, uh, his hockey players? They don't have what, Paul? Context for one thing. They don't have calves. None well, of them have calves anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> anyway, uh, he he uh, got his new pair from CCM. Got his new stuff for the uh, the Red Wings charity game or alumni game or whatever it was, <laughs> and um, got on the ice and, in his words, went out. His legs went out like giraffes or whatever. Like watching. <laughs> <laughs> a Bambi go out on the ice. <laughs> they weren't sharpened. No. <laughs> and then he started telling us about hollow grinds and half-inch hollows and quarter-inch hollows and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, that blew you away, didn't it? Yes. It did. <laughs> like I said, I'd never had that kind of conversation before. I can have that conversation about baseball. Boy, but hockey you players, know, though, on their skates, if, they're, if their grind is off, especially good hockey players – Oh, they will know it in a heartbeat. Right, and I I get that, and I understand the equivalency of it. Like I said, I can't comprehend it because it's something I never did. Yeah, I hear you. Um, So that's why it was fascinating to me because I had never, you know, we've been doing this for how long now? Well, you and I, five years. Is it that long? It It will be. It will be coming up in the pandemic. It was a lot longer. November, whatever. um, um, you know, I had never been in a situation. Hold on a minute. The- it feels a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to react to that. Okay. okay. Just checking. Just want to see if you're paying attention. <laughs> I'm too poor to pay attention. You know that. Well, yeah, I know. I know. I'm aware. Um, but I've never been in a situation to have that kind of conversation. So, yeah. so to listening it- to Rick is awesome. Well, it's always awesome, but, you know, specifically that conversation, because because you learn. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so that led to sticks and everything else under right. the sun. And about 15 minutes in, we finally got to be talking about hockey. And right. uh, one of the things that I was interested in, and I don't know if he answered me directly, indirectly, or didn't answer me at all, but I asked him about uh, how he likes to build his team, um, because I'm fascinated by this right now. Um, you know, uh, what was it, two, three years ago now when I took that month-long tour to to check out everything that I could between ages 16 and 26? Right. Um, and I, I basically saw what's happening right now a little bit early. I could see the 
the group of players coming in that were so talented that we were going to have an onslaught of talented players. You talked about not having enough lockers in NCAA hockey. Well, now you don't have enough lockers and you don't have enough lockers for even the, uh, how do I say this politely? The average collegiate hockey player that may have had a spot a year or two ago because you got too many good players. I mean, you well, can fill up 63 teams with solid the, hockey players. And we're in the last COVID year. Exactly. But um, what I'm saying is these these players are getting better and better, and there's going to be an onslaught of them. And that's what I was telling you when we were watching the under-17s and the gretzky Holinka. Oh, gosh, I said it. You got Holinka, it right. Gretzky. Good, good job. You got it right. <laughs> anyway, and I was telling you, these rosters are, I think, are extremely hard to build right now because you, you you look at them and you go, okay, he's a really good player. I can't leave him off. But yet, I got to have a grinder. I got to have a fourth line guy. And is this guy too good to buy into a fourth line? Because let's face it, at any level, there's a difference in minutes between first and fourth. Well, yeah, obviously. Um, and 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 the thing about it is. You know, and we have a bunch of different blueprints here. We are really seeing or get a chance to, and I know it's not fair because it's all different situations, right? But you have Augustana and St. Thomas. You have LIU, who's you know a little bit a little bit ahead of these guys because they had the extra year. You have Lindenwood, and. And you have Team Mystery, as I call them, Stonehill. Maybe we'll actually get to see if some some stuff from them this year. Um, so you have six or seven schools that are in the first to third year kind of situation where we kind of have a lot of different measuring sticks. And like I said, they're all different. And, and you know, the two Alaska schools as well are in that one to three year period. Now, yeah, they're not the restart. The yeah, well, yeah. Well, they're not. And Robert Morris. We Let's don't want to forget, forget Robert school. Morris. Nope. We don't want to uh, forget that. Congratulations, restart too. By the, congratulations, by the way, Coach, uh, to you and Coach Powers. Your daughter's winning that tournament this past weekend. So The Labor Day tournament. Huh? The, the Labor Day tournament. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Elites, by the way. Yes. Um, but you have about eight schools in various different situations, right? You've got the two Alaska schools. You've got Robert Morris, uh, you know, back in Atlantic hockey. You've got, uh, you've got Lindenwood, LIU, and Stonehill. You have St. Thomas and Augustana. But before we jump into more stuff here, I, I want to ask you this. What do you think is going on at Alabama Huntsville? Nothing. They, they raised money. They did. It's probably to, sitting there. To bring it back. And the whole thing was a conference. And we haven't heard anything about them uh, pursuing a conference or coming back. Or is there stuff? And this is just a, a, an opinion from you. Um, is there stuff going on behind the scenes, Paul? Do you believe that they are still trying to resurrect things and find a conference? Or do you think this might be the permanent death nail? It's a long time. It's been a long time since they've a been on the ice. Time. A very long time. 
Um, you know, I think that you've got a situation where they're still trying. I'm sure there are people that are still trying. Okay. Let me let me ask you this then, in a follow-up to that. Do I think there's anything going on behind the scenes? I don't think, unfortunately, until the NCAA gets rid of this moratorium on single-sport conferences that we're going to get the answer. Yeah, probably uh, probably 100% correct on that. You know, My I, thing I, now, I, I though, think, is... I think the that moratorium... Um, at least indirectly, has made a lot of decisions for a lot of people. Okay, so can we can we talk um, common sense um, in this whole thing? Because the NCAA doesn't do anything with common sense. But is it? I know it's possible. Okay, so let's get that out there right now. But is it feasible using common sense that you can be away from the game this long? and reconstruct a program and excel the way the NCAA is growing and how fast they're growing and how um, how deep the players are. And well, that's why you can. Okay, okay. But I'm just wondering, you you got to have something special, though, don't you, to resurrect a program? you got to have some people behind you that uh, are real diehards, and you believe Huntsville has that. Well, they've had a hockey community there for a long, long time. Okay. Just, oh, just oh, 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 San Diego said a lot of hockey history yes, as well. Yes. But you need to have some diehards that want college hockey so bad that they put their money where their mouth is well, the guy, and they yeah, make sure that the, it does not fail. But here's the thing. Huntsville did that. But the lack of conference is basically their president didn't want to go through what the Alaska schools are going through what Air Force uh, Lindenwood did last year playing five. It did. I didn't even get five home games last year. Now we understand the reasons why for that, but even this year, they start off the season with an eight game road trip, have their first back to back weekends before Thanksgiving at home. Right. Um, and this is Lindenwood you're talking about yes, now. Right. But they actually, like I said, they have, four, six, eight, ten home games this year, which is eight more than they had last year. Now, okay, again, me... again, we understand the whole deal with the schedules. We understand that. These things are done two or three years in advance. Okay. Now, if this, this type of s- schedule is forced on Lindenwood, uh, maybe not next year, but the year after, then, we, then, I mean, at that point, people have to be called out because – you want the team. You want a program to survive and the sport to build. You you got to bite the bullet and play some road games, people. And and go. And, and it's not like it's not like you're going to Huntsville, Alabama. You this is St. Louis. <laughs> and and I'm not knocking Huntsville, Alabama. It's just not as easy to get to as St. Louis from anywhere. Okay, let me let me give you two examples though that that I think um, depict the uh, desire to have hockey success 
college hockey success. The first one, as you know, is in Adrian, Michigan. There could not be a smaller college in a smaller town with more success because they drive their success. They refuse to take no for an answer. They use every hour of ice time that's available in that building. They use every inch of that building for locker rooms. It's also and on they spend time building building their own logo for each team. Right. Um, they do all of that because they have desire. It's right. not about population. It's not about whatever. It's about desire and wanting it. Okay? The next example I'm going to give you is an NCAA school, and you're very fond of this school. Arizona State University. Oh, they yeah, started. Okay. They started at Oceanside. Everybody yep. said you can't do that. You can't do that. They did it. Yeah. They they survived a horrendous year of the pandemic oh. by playing games on the road in the Big Ten. Yep. Every game on the road. Then they get the opportunity and they jump at it and they join the NCHC starting next July. Yeah. So. It, it, there again, we're down to desire. Do you do you want it or don't you want it? And uh, my fear with Huntsville, and again, I love Huntsville. I want to see them come back. I want to see them be strong. But come on. I mean, Huntsville is not that remote, right? It's really Listen. not that remote. Is it harder to get to than St. Louis or Tempe or Minneapolis? Maybe. Okay, it is. But still, is it as hard? I mean, you got to get to to Kalamazoo, Michigan. You've got to get to um, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, and uh, you got to get to Houghton, and you got to get to all of these other small communities that have beautiful ice rinks and beautiful programs. Yes. So you can do it. You just have to have the desire. And my fear is the longer that this goes without some of sort course. of resurrection, you're, you know, and I don't think you can just sit around and go like, okay, well, as soon as the conference wants us, We'll start up again. I think you got to be like ASU. I think you got to run it as an independent until you have the opportunity for a conference because, and you got to be active. You got to be actively searching for a conference. You can't just, okay, okay, um, uh, NCHC wants us. Now we're going to start our team because you're going to get slaughtered right off the get go for the first couple of years. You got to start playing some games, being competitive building your way up, and I think the NCH needs to go get Lindenwood right now. Did I just say that, or was I thinking it? Yeah. Go make it 10. Come on, Heather Weems. Go get them. Bring them on board. They're perfectly located geographically for you. They're going to be a great addition to a conference, whoever it is. Make them your 10th. Well, the, yeah, no, not going to happen. It's not anytime soon. What do you mean not anytime soon? This will be their second full year of NCAA hockey. Why not start them in the fourth? For all the reasons, except the building, and I, I, I assume the Centene Ice Center is is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Perfect size for college hockey. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm... I'm not worried about Lindenwood getting into a league. You guys that love, love even numbers, don't forget the CCHA now has odd numbers. They are much more suited for the NCHC than they are the CCHA. Much okay. more. 
I, what, I mean, that's okay, fine, whatever. Um, you know, whatever it is, it's fine. Um, I, we've gone through this a billion times and I'm not above getting on the soapbox again, but the people in NCAA hockey need to do a little introspection. Be like, what do we have to do this to make sure everybody survives? And again, I'll say for the moment that part of the problem is this moratorium on single sport conferences. You know, if you want to sit here and say um, you can't have a, I mean, first of all, nobody's got a single sport basketball conference. All right. Um, There are some sports that have fewer teams than hockey. Um, you actually have a bunch of teams that wanted to form a football conference and were denied by the NCAA. Why? I don't know. There's really no reason, but they did. Okay. Uh, A bunch of teams decided to, to reform a, a league. Some of the lower FBS teams, or I don't even know which, but anyway, a bunch of, and they, they are acting as if they are a conference, even though they're not an officially NCAA sanctioned conference. Now, you know, doing that, you know, maybe having that decision with football is one thing because you have uh, tons and tons of teams to play football, tons and tons of teams to play basketball. Okay. Um, hockey's a different story and it almost feels like that rule is designed specifically to stop hockey now if somebody from the NCAA wants to come on and say well it was designed for this 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 and this uh, okay you explain it to me convince me but honestly <laughs> the, the, the rule does feel it. like it was designed specifically to stop hockey from having more conferences because God forbid we do that. Yeah. Okay. So let me bring it all the way back to my point, which was Alabama Huntsville. I think within the next year or two, you guys got to get back on the ice. You got to get back and you got to bite the bullet like the Alaska schools are, like Lindenwood is somewhat, <clears throat> like Augustana is somewhat. No, you start playing games and start getting they're because they're doing it they're started from scratch and they they found games and them and they know they're headed to a conference but they're not in a conference my whole point of this conversation tonight was it's time for alabama huntsville to decide are we going to be a hockey school or are we not Um, and if you're not if you're not and just step aside, just step aside and don't like, it's like the Illinois story that oh. went on and on oh. and on. Yeah, but and once on. again, I don't want to compare Illinois. No, they're different. They're different. School. The only thing that's similar is the fact that they go on and on and on and nothing ever gets done. No, 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 no. They're not the same because Huntsville had a program. Illinois I know, had a program. but they raised and, money to bring it back. And, and I'll sit here and say to you, if they didn't have this quote moratorium, you probably have 
a way to create, to, to encourage more teams because you'd be able to create conferences. Well, there, there's so much more than just saying you want to create a conference. <laughs> I, I, well, I get There's a that, lot of but, money involved. You need but, teams. You need a leader. Right. And that's what we're getting back to at the same time right, but is that you now, need a leader of yes. NCAA hockey. Yes. Somebody has to take the reins and right. say, okay, I will be the liaison between the teams and the NCAA. Because you're this all, is what it's going to have to be. Because you're, But you're also, like I said, your stance on this is preventing – teams from saying do i want to make this jump or not and i could think of a couple of teams we deal with on a regular basis that maybe if this wasn't in place you might be able to convince them in a huntsville and a lindenwood and maybe liu i don't know i'm throwing it out there to to and and so forth and so on, and create a league. What about Tennessee State and Georgia? I, I said well, it. Why don't well, you add them, too? I was also about Liberty, but I was also thinking about our buddy Kirk Candy over at Liberty. <laughs> That's a different situation. And I'm telling anyway. you right now, we, uh, we said it that night when we had, when we had Nick on. Um, when that happens, you guys in the NCAA better be ready because what are you going to do? Are you going to tell them no? Somebody's going to have to. And if you and if and if you and if somebody takes them, how can you? How can you justify taking somebody at the expense of all those other programs? I'm just saying, but no, that would make it. it even easier, right? You'd have Huntsville, you'd have Tennessee State, you'd have Lindenwood, you'd have. Say Georgia. Now leave Lindenwood out of it. They're going to the NCHC. They're the perfect fit. No, stop Let it. Let them uh, go stop. to the NCHC and be a ten-team conference. Let them go. Uh, how about have my, you have you gone from St. Louis to Denver? It's easy. Have you gone from St. Louis to to Tempe? It's easy. Have you gone from St. Louis to Omaha? It's easy. To North Dakota to Minnesota Duluth? It's easy. Um. Let them play in the NCHC. Let's see Coach Zombo lead a team and challenge the best in the country. Okay, how long did it take ASU to get into the NCHC? It took a little while, but okay, I'm just saying. So there. Now you got a roadmap, so okay, you know, so you're get on that roadmap another, and get you're in. Still, you're still talking another five or six years. Doesn't have to be that long. Doesn't have to be. You can speed the process up by a year or two. Um. Yeah. Okay. I I don't think that's what they want, but okay. <laughs> anyway, in, in, I'm just on Scott, a soapbox. In Scott World, in Scott World, that might be possible. In the real world, I don't know. Anyway, I love my world. <laughs> anyway, um, before we go to break, I wanted okay. to talk a little bit about DU hockey. We've been trying. I've been trying extremely hard to get somebody from DU to come on, um, and I've had no luck. Um, I don't know if it's just if I don't smell right or I don't know what the deal is, but um, it's not that we're ignoring Denver. We're begging, and uh, we're not getting anybody. So if we can't get anybody to come on and talk with us, that means we need to talk about them as best we can from what we know. Yeah, well, not make it up, 
But from what we know, <laughs> we know that the Denver Pioneers have a couple of things rocking and rolling right now. They just introduced some new uniforms, home and away. Love Very them. Nice, Absolutely the love them. Very nice. So kudos to the Pioneers for coming up with those brand new uniforms. Not very far off from what they've had in the past, but but just a touch yeah. of updates. And I like it. I like it a lot. The second yeah, they're thing. they're clean. They're classic. Yes. Yeah. The second thing is when Denver roster, and you said to me, you go, hey, is, is 10 freshmen on the Denver Pioneers roster a norm? And I would tell you, I don't believe so. I don't believe 10 is a norm. I think there's 10 very talented freshmen, but I think um, that would not be a norm for any team to take on uh, a quarter almost of your, more than a quarter of your roster in freshmen. Well, it does seem kind of odd to me. Um, Back in, uh, in, in 1920, they had uh, five freshmen. I'm sorry, is it one, two, three, four, six? Uh, and when you look at that freshman class, it was Bobby Brink, Magnus Krona, Justin Lee. Okay. Um, Hold on a minute. What did you say? What year was that? 1920. You said 1920. 2021. 2021. <laughs> 2021, not 1920. Yeah. If Bobby, yeah. Bobby the Blur was around in 1920, oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, that would be pretty good for an old the 2020-21 team. Well, listen, the the 2020 I thought you said 1920. No, I did. Um, actually, I had nine freshmen, so maybe it's not out of the ordinary. But again, I guess we have to wait and see because that freshman class had guys like Carter Savoy, Anthony Tuomisto, Carter King, Mike Benning. So maybe it's not is out of the ordinary as we think. Well, I can tell you what. If you just take a look at this, oh, my God. It, it's, it's scary good. It really is. Well, uh, and there are so, so many guys here that could jump in and, and make it right off the get-go. And if you're carrying 10 of them, and I don't know how many Coach uh, Carl's going to carry, but if you're carrying 10 of them, some of them are going to have to play regular minutes. Because you only got 25 spots and only 20 can play. Well, I, and again, I'll admit when I'm wrong because when you look at the 21-22 freshmen, Sean Barons, Jack Devine, Massimo Rizzo, Carter King, Shai Bouillon, Matt Davis, Carter Mazur. Uh, so maybe it is normal for them to have this many freshmen. I guess I it just doesn't seem like it because it seems like those guys have been around forever. And, you know, um well, here's what I do know, and Coach Carlos told me this right to my face, probably on air, um, that they have a plan with all the guys that they recruit. They sit down with them. They go, okay, what, what's your future? Where, where, how long do you want to be here? What, what's your goals? Where do you want to be? So they know. They have a really good idea. Obviously, it's depending on their development and, and where they go at the NHL, but they have an idea of who's coming and going um, down the road. So – when they recruit, they have an idea that we, we've got to recruit because we may not have this individual or, or the, these individuals in the next year. So that, that could have a lot to do with the way they bring in freshmen. Well, that could be, but I'll, but you know, uh, this year's class, 
by the way, and 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 I'm sure that this has not been unnoticed by my favorite school. Four freshmen from California. <laughs> Two Williams on that team now. Yeah, well, one I, freshman, I, I, one junior. Yeah, um, I'm just saying. Uh, that's the gauntlet, any chance right? they play together? I don't know. Maybe. If I get to a practice, and I hope I do, uh, I would like to watch that practice and see if those two ever play together because I'm not sure. I'm not sure if one's a right and one's a left or they're both rights or both lefts. I don't know. But, um, boy, that would be know. cool. That would be cool to see two Williams. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, right? It's it's why the Passionate brothers both went to ASU because they both had a chance to play together. You know, after Brinson decommitted from Vermont, They had a chance to play together, and he did. So. Yeah, yep, entirely possible. They also got some great names. I mean, one of the freshmen coming in is Boston Burger. How cool is that? Paul, you know where well, he's from? Yeah, it's Saskatoon. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. You ever been there? Yeah. No. Want to visit in January? No. Uh, Want to visit in July? Maybe. <laughs> Anyway, Saskatoon, what a great Saskatchewan city. <laughs> Love it. So anyway, we're going to see what the, uh, the Pioneers do. They're definitely going to be young. With 10 freshmen, you can't help but be young. No, they're and, very, uh, very young. It, it's, it, it's really um, cool how they put this together, if I can use that terminology. Uh, I like what they have. I really do. I think they're going to be top three. In the NCHC, they could win it, but they'll definitely be top three. And you know who my other two teams are, don't you? Uh, I, I don't know because I have them in the top two. So University of North Dakota. A lot of eyes are going to be on Matt Davis. And the Colorado College Tigers. No, just no. Stop saying that. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Let's find out from Colorado College if they don't want me to say that anymore. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, to Denver a little bit, and I they've had, you just listed them off a lot, where they've had seven, eight, maybe nine, but 10, 10 out of 25 in your roster. Yeah. Um, that's, to me, that's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, but I and, guess, uh, like I said, I'll admit, I'll admit it is, is, you know, I, uh, that was just a comment I made to you off the top of my head. At least in the last four or five years, that's been more the norm than the than the exception. So, yeah, but not ten, not ten, eight, whatever, seven, eight, nine. Still a third of the. When roster. you get when you get a double digit in one class, that better be a darn good class, in my opinion. No, it's Denver, so it probably. But the, here's the thing. You, you can bring in a lot of raw talent. What we were just talking about earlier on in this episode, I said I'm worried about too much talent and not enough uh, guys that can buy in. Uh, and I'm going to go right back to it. Cam Wright, to me, was the best example I'd ever seen. A leader, a star at Bowling Green, comes to Denver for his fifth year, his grad year, and uh, he comes in and he accepts his role on the team and he flourishes to the point where he could have been the MVP of the NCAA tournament. Um, he was that much of a factor. And you need guys like that. Is there, you know, Cam was used to being a number one guy. 
all of a sudden he comes in here. He's not the number one guy, but he took the role, took it and ran with it and left with an NCAA championship ring. I guess basically you have to trust the process, so to speak. Uh, David Carl's on the er, and Denver have the benefit of the doubt, and you go from there. Yeah, but I still, I still fear for that a little bit because you can say, "Yeah, I'm buying in," but it's hard, man. If you've been leading your junior team or your high school team or whatever team you're on, you've been leading them in minutes, and now you're asked to play a much reduced role. Uh, you go up to the NCAA and you're playing third or fourth line minutes. That is hard to take mentally because you have to make the very most of every shift to uh, to make a difference, to make an impact. You just don't end, and we see it all the time. Uh, Rick Zombo talked about it last night. His team took too many penalties. So we took 18 minutes in penalties a game. That's a third of the game in the penalty box. So if you've got guys that are used to playing a lot, now they're on third or fourth line. Now your team takes a bunch of penalties and they don't see the ice even more. Man, that's a mental drag. I don't care. I don't care how strong and tough you are. That is a mental drag because you're used to being on the ice, then don't putting play. up points. and uh, Don't play. Well, yeah. Don't yeah. play. It's not that easy, my man. It is not that don't easy. Play. This is a game you've grown up loving. You want to play. Uh, and Go you are else. probably... You're probably oh there you go, go. somewhere else starting it's, it's, the portal again aren't you it's, e it's easier to do that now than ever yeah yeah nobody wants that nobody wants that recruit guys my my thought is recruit your roster to be the very best it can be okay. with people that can play all different spots does david carl have a track record certainly does a no, very good one a then very good one to, then you have to uh <laughs> you know trust the process i was told yeah. trust the process I am. I am. I'm just saying that I think this is going to be an interesting case study, particularly this year, and it starts at North Dakota and moves its way down, that these guys have to take on roles. Or you'll you'll have a good team, but can you win the championship? Can you win that big, elusive NCAA championship with a roster of superstars? Um, you can, sure. Okay. It's a, lot e it's a lot easier to try to do it with superstars than it is without those kind of players. I disagree, but we'll go ahead with it. Uh, <clears throat> okay, let's take a quick break. Let's come back because we're going to go way out west and talk a little bit about Simon Fraser. And again, Simon Fraser, I am trying like crazy to get you guys on, somebody to come on and talk about us, uh, talk about your program with us because there are some interesting things coming. Paul Hornstein has searched the World Wide Web, to come up with a partial schedule, I believe, for Simon Fraser. What's her nickname, by the way, Paul? Do you know? Uh, I, I, the Red <laughs> Leafs or something? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I, well, I run the, uh, the break. You go ahead and look up their nickname of Simon Fraser. We'll be right back. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it is the Red Leafs. Okay. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs 
or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. This is ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Indeed it is College Hockey Coast to Coast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Bloomington, Minnesota. Where was a uh, balmy 100 degrees today? I'm sure that will change, as I'm told, over the next 60 to 72 hours or so. We will be back down to um, in the 60s, somewhere like that. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate, where the only thing that happens out there is he has to get servants to turn the air conditioner up or down. Uh, there is no yeah, need. Okay. For anything else in the right, estate, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, Paul, uh, we we got the first three quarters of the show out of the way because that's what we do. We just blabber. 
Well, that's anyway, not, that's not unusual either. Really. <laughs> now it's time to go way out west to British Columbia and the Simon Fraser Redleafs. Yes. Okay. Um, something interesting going on. You and I have been pushing for five years for Simon Fraser to make the jump and become an NCAA hockey program. Um, ever since Arizona well, State wondering- came on board, we thought, why don't they, right? Well, we've been wondering why not anyway. Yeah. Since the rest of their program or most of it is NCAA. Correct. So anyway, um, we started to see this summer uh, schedules leak out. And lo and behold, Simon Fraser was appearing on a lot of teams. Not just a lot of teams, Paul. A lot of very good teams. Yes. Why, in your estimation, Paul, would that be? Before you tell where they're going to play, why would a team that's not NCAA choose to play the very best of NCAA hockey? That's a good question. I, 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 I don't have an answer for you, to be honest. Darn it. I thought you had one. I mean, <laughs> you know, when it would be great if we had somebody on that yeah. kind of I'm still reaching out. I will get somebody. I promise. If See, I got to go thing, all the way there. Right? Here's, the, here's the thing. Um, we 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 could sit here and there's there's two factors involved okay one the the the, the fact is that uh they are at, at the NCAA level the division 2 team which is obviously no man's land for hockey Okay. Um, the fact that, you know, as I do a little bit of research, they, you know, they, they were an NAIA school at one point, you know, um, for those that know what the NAI is, that's a, you know, a bunch of small schools. Right, um, and they had tried to get into the NCAA for a while. Okay, uh, but they uh, and and finally became a full NCAA school in 2012, 2013. Because if I say 12, 13 to you, you're gonna be like, what? Oh, ooh. <laughs> okay um so i mean it it, that's kind of a murky a, a a murky kind of a situation in and of itself okay um And we're sitting here, and apparently in the past, Simon Fraser has earned the right to host playoff games and were denied because they were in Canada. Well, that's not a positive development. No. No, that is not. Okay. Um, you know, the uh, 
So, you know, you can't have that. So, I mean, why would you Before we that? dig, dig right. more into um, this, tell, tell the folks what you came up with as far as who they're going to be playing this year because I'm looking at um, uh, a story that was put out on their website, and it says uh, quite simply this. The Simon Fraser University Red Leafs have announced today, I don't remember what day it was, uh, the addition of two more non-conference games to their 23-24 season against the Boston University Terriers and the Boston College Eagles. Surprise, Paul? Are you surprised at all? Yes. Yes. We were also surprised when they were playing Denver and, D and, and CC. Well, they are definitely playing CC. I don't didn't see them on the Denver schedule yet. No, they're, they're playing Denver too. I'm pretty sure. Okay, it's hard to justify them coming down for one. Well, game. I didn't know. I know they're not playing that same weekend because the opening weekend, Colorado College and Simon Fraser are playing on Saturday night at Ed Robeson Arena. It's going to be the Colorado College Tigers stop, and the Simon Fraser Red Leafs. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> Why are you embarrassed? <laughs> anyway. No, I'm sorry. They're playing Minot State, Denver. I knew they were playing. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, now State you're talking. Playing now State. you're talking. Well, well, that's another story in and of itself. too. Yes, but. it is. But anyway, the point being, um, they're going to play those two games. It says to kick off 2024. So that means right at the new year, right? Yes. Who else are they playing besides Colorado College? Boston University and Boston College. Uh, we looked it up, and I can't remember. They're playing Lake Superior State, I believe. You can't remember? <laughs> I thought you wrote this I down. <laughs> I didn't write it down. Yeah, I believe they are playing Lake but Superior yes, State. Yes, they're playing Lake Superior State. Um, they were supposed to play Michigan. Uh, Michigan backed out of that. You still got to pay Simon Fraser because it was a guarantee for the game, but. So they're playing about a half a dozen games against um, NCAA teams. Good NCAA uh, of teams. Various different, of various different uh, uh, strengths and levels. And, you know, good for them. You know, it, 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 it just kind of adds to the curiosity, to be honest. And you know, they 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 this story that I'm reading, where I got some of this information from, was again student media. Okay, um, the Simon Fraser School newspaper. Okay. Writing a story. Um, and apparently, and this is something that I had not heard of until I saw this story. Um, the NCAA, and I don't know why they would do this if there's a moratorium on single sport conferences. But there is apparently a pilot program by the NCAA allowing other schools if they're interested on an international level joining the to, to try and join the NCAA because apparently there's a school 
in, near Southern California and close to the border in Mexico that wants to join the NCAA. Now, I don't know what level the California Collegiate Athletic Association is. I can look that up. Okay. Um, but they apparently want the school in there as well. So maybe I mean, the Pac-12 wants. Uh, sorry, the Pac-1. Well, maybe, maybe the they Pac-1 now, wants. I mean, uh, two. Okay, the Pac-2. You know, um, you know, it's it's a Division two league, and the league apparently wants to have this school across the border in Mexico in the league, and are backing their application, I guess, so to speak. So, what are they doing? Confusion, like we always you know, do. Well, if you're going to have a program like that, then, then you know, if you have people that are willing to, quote, unquote, sponsor, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you preventing that? And I know we call this college, you know, college hockey coast to coast. Um, I just didn't expect it to be these two coasts. <laughs> well, sometimes we throw loops in there. And uh I was expecting different coasts, and I, and I understand that. I just um, – and I'm so curious, and I hope that I'm able to make the schedule for the opening weekend like I plan because to see Simon Fraser in person play at Colorado College, Ed Ropes Arena, against the Tigers, that would be just, just incredible. No. And, uh, and I think that would be a great way to kick up the season. We already know it's Arizona State and uh, – U of A in the Battle of Arizona, okay. so to speak. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and then Simon Fraser and Colorado College. And then that Sunday night, Paul, Air Force hosting Lindenwood. Could there be a better start to the college hockey season, at least in our world? Oh, if we could only mic up the coaches. <laughs> you just want them before. You don't want to listen to them while they're, while they're coaching. Well, sure. Oh, I, I absolutely. Will. I don't know if we could air it, but I would definitely <laughs> want to listen. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so the British Columbia Intercollegiate Hockey League, I'm told, has five teams, including Simon Fraser. But I got to feel that there's got to be some something at least being toes dipped in the water if you're willing to take on Boston College, Colorado College, Boston University, Lake Superior State, and whoever else you play. That is, uh, that's a deep dip into the water. It's probably more like a full foot than the toes. Well, here's the deal, right? Uh, there was a, now this is from way back in 2017, uh, according to a Vancouver uh, media outlet, um, that, in that year when they hired an athletic director, they were interested in finding out whether they could bring Simon Frazier up to the D1 level. They quote-unquote hired consultants to help us explore the possibility. I don't think that was College Hockey, Inc. But, you know, 
Um, just, you know, just curious that there's obviously something going on because you're not, like I said, it's not like you're going up there and scheduling Fairbanks and Anchorage. Now you're going across the country when you're going to Boston. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I, so we hit three coasts. Actually, we did talk about California players, so we are hitting all four yeah, coasts. Yeah, yeah. Just not as extensively to the coasts that we Can expected. we bring, like, I don't know, Florida or Texas into this too sometime? Would love to do that. <laughs> I know you would. Love to do that. I know you would. All right, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player. Show off your game and style. Personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. But behind the mask and behindthemask.com, no one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. The Caesar Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with two locations in Tempe and one in Pine Top, lunch, dinner, or your next catered event. That's the SpaghettiShack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx. Delivery is made easy no matter where you are, unless it's my stuff. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Or for downloading on your favorite podcast platform. By searching and subscribing, ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. And if you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. And it is not FedEx's fault that you have not got your package yet. Let's clear that up right now. It's not their I, fault. I didn't say it was their <laughs> fault. I know. <laughs> He's thrown it out there. Uh, a very special Labor Day is coming to a close. We uh, we wish everybody a uh, a very prosperous um, month of September. We know the hockey season is rolling around. We know Paul Hornstein will be back at work and uh, doing his thing in the New York City public school system. Awesome. <laughs> a little shout out there. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow night with another episode of College Hockey west weekly it's our magazine show so we're working on some stuff have a good night everybody if i survive all the mind-numbing <laughs> meetings have Bye -bye. a good night <laughs>